Hi everybody, Timothy here, and I greet you all in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Today, we are following up the previous podcast episode with a little bit more relaxed content. Um, I just thought I'd come out here and just share some things that I've been thinking about lately. You know, everybody's talking about the Russian-Ukraine conflict, and... The one thing that has been weighing heavily on my heart within relation to this entire Russian-Ukrainian conflict is the children. Now, there's a lot of people that say things like, save the children, save the children. Whenever a crisis comes up, it's all, save the children, save the children. You know what? If you wanted to save the children, you wouldn't be having this war right now okay first and foremost you would not be having this war right now here's the thing don't say save the children pray for the children because you know what when there are dedicated men and women of prayer the Lord can move mightily in ways we never would have suspected okay I don't want to hear a campaign that says save the children. I want to hear a campaign that says pray for the children. Okay. There, I, I just saw earlier, well, let's see. It was maybe midnight last night when I pulled up the, the news. Children in hospice are being forced to flee with their moms. The children and the mothers are being separated from the husband and father. And they're being forced to flee to neighboring countries that are not even necessarily safe, but is a refuge, albeit a rather dangerous refuge nonetheless. But it is still a refuge from what's happening in Ukraine. And I'm thinking to myself, and I watched Anderson Cooper, by the way. Anderson Cooper, this guy made me sick. Goes on national television and uses the name of Jesus, not in prayer, but in vain. Okay, if you ask me, he used it in vain. He used the blessed name of my Lord and Savior in vain. And I did not appreciate that in the least. And so here's the thing. We want to show folks like Anderson Cooper the power of the gospel message. Don't go for a campaign that says save the children. How about instead of save the children, we not only say we're going to pray for the children, but we actually do just that. We get on our knees and we entreat the Lord and we go to Him in prayer, praying for the children. But not only of Ukraine, of Russia as well.
lot of people are only hitting upon the fact that Ukrainian children are going through this devastating situation. No. Not in the least. Not in the least. You have Russian children who do have... Who, who do have... Who do have... You have Russian children who have no idea if mom and dad will be coming home because their mom and dad are military. You have n no idea, as a Russian child, if your home will be destroyed next. You are in just as much peril as a Ukrainian child. The media is focused on Ukraine. I understand that. But as Christians, as Christians, we shouldn't just be focused on one nation when we pray. We should be focused on Russia because they are having people who are unfortunately dying as well. Children as well. And we should be focused on Ukraine. Russia is not the enemy of the Christian, okay? Well, not, not in this context. Not in this context. <laughs> Let me just qualify that statement. Because, yeah, Russia... Russia's no friend to Christians. But in this context, in the context in which we're talking, Russia isn't the enemy here. What we are up against, folks, it's plain and simple. It's spiritual war. Let us boldly proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. And let us pray like we've never prayed before. For the children in Russia, the children in Ukraine, children in Poland, and in other parts of the world who are being devastated by this one single conflict. This one single conflict is not just devastating Russia and Ukraine. This conflict is also devastating neighboring countries. So as we lift these children up in prayers, and we absolutely should be doing that, as we lift these children up in prayers, though, let us remember that there's more here at work than nations that are battling it out to be the one to be victorious. There's more at work here. You know, the Bible talks about how we wrestle, how we wrestle against uh, darkness, spiritual forces. We may see fleshly weapons here, as in bombs, and missiles, and guns, and, you know, man-made things. We, we may see those things. Absolutely. But let's not forget that this is also a spiritual battle. You know, the Church of Ukraine is doing amazing, despite the persecution, despite the opposition that has come their way. The Church in Ukraine, and the Church in Afghanistan, same thing. The church in Afghanistan is doing amazing things, or at least it was a couple of months ago. 
When the Taliban took over, the Church of Afghanistan stood up and, and they were on fire for the Lord. I hope they still are. Here's the thing though, folks. You know, we, we look at things like this whole Russia-Ukraine thing and we think, oh, well, this is still far off yet. Is it? You know, Russia is only a number of miles away from Alaska. Alaska is owned by the United States. Are we really that far away from seeing war on American soil? And you know the other thing. People are talking about the fact that Russia is on high alert because of their nuclear program and the uh, nuclear uh, folks over there in Russia are on high alert. Here's the thing, folks. Even if a nuclear weapon is used, okay, even if, last time I checked, God was still in control. Last time I checked, God was still on the throne. Last time I checked, the Bible says, I will never leave you or forsake you. If you are a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, what do you have to fear other than the one who can kill both body and soul in hell fire? And let me remind you, just in case you don't know, that's not Satan. That's God himself. So we talk about all these different things that are happening, and I think we should. We talk about how we need to provide relief to this group and that group, and again, I think we should. You know the one thing that I do not hear in any of this is pray. We have groups that say, feed the children, save the children. It's all about the children, all about the children. And I think that's a good thing. But how about pray for the children? We have a duty as Christians. We have a duty as believers in Christ. And if you feel led to pray for another group other than the children, by all means, do it. Do it. Pray for the elderly. Pray for the disabled. Pray for whoever. But don't forget to pray. If you're in a disaster relief program and you're giving things out, you know, I can't, you know, you got organizations like the Peace Corps. The Peace Corps. You got organizations like the Peace Corps who are distributing things. And, you know, God bless their hearts for doing that. But in this organization, I hear nothing about prayer. The Hope Corps, too, if you're familiar with the Hope Corps. I believe it's called Hope Corps. None of these organizations encourage prayer. None of them. Now, of course, you have organizations like Samaritan's Purse. You have organizations like the Pilgrim Evangelistic Association and different outreach programs that are uh, definitely Christian programs. You know, they talk a lot about the disaster work that they're doing. Yes, I know they have an emphasis on prayer, but how much of an emphasis on prayer? I, I know they pray, but what I'm talking about here at this point is social media. You know, when you take a look at their social media profiles, it's all about what they're doing. Every once in a while, you'll see a post that'll say, pray for blank, right? It's happening blank, right? Great stuff. But I think prayer needs to be emphasized a lot more than what it is. Anyhow, folks, that is my rant on prayer. 
and on the uh, Ukrainian-Russian conflict. When we first began this episode, I was making a cup of tea, so you heard some noise there in my background. And while that was steeping, we did our podcast episode. So I am still uh, in the middle of getting my tea and drinking my tea. So I will say so long for now. And as usual, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, complaints, feel free to go ahead and send those via email. My email address is timothyclarkmusic at me.com. Once again, that email address is timothyclarkmusic at me.com. My website address, more information, details, and social media, and whatever else you want to take a look at, or on the previous episode, I think I said for stuff. <laughs> is available online 24 hours a day as long as WordPress is up. Available at timothyclarkmusic.wordpress.com. Once again, that website address is timothyclarkmusic.wordpress.com. And my name is Timothy. I want to thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Brother Timothy Clark Podcast. <laughs>